Welcome to Parenting Vanessa Colon's podcast. Today's topic, you know, I always kind of go with what I'm feeling. And so, you know, a, a month ago, I got a call from a family member that I haven't talked to. And I want to say, you know, 20 years, but between that 20 years, there was one time we had lunch and it was definitely not the best experience in the f- sense that I felt that I was just being asked you know, how to help a friend out for him and everything else. So that wasn't the best thing. But it's been literally, I want to say like 22 years since I've had any relationship or anything. I I would even say more than that. And I got a call last month and I happened to be going down to LA. And so when I was going down there, I was like, let's hang out. And, you know, honestly, um, I'm one of those people, I smile, I have a really good front. When Even when I'm really stressed, I have a lot going on. Like, I'm very, I'm extremely private. I don't, a lot of people don't know what's going on. If I'm struggling or something else, I'm getting better about speaking up. But when you are always in charge and you have a bunch of people depending on you, it's really difficult to sit there and have a meltdown in front of those people. It just doesn't, it's not, it's not, A, it's not, well, it's actually not really appropriate because I'm the one that, you know, I'm running the school and I'm doing all these other things, but there's just been a lot of stress lately. And so I decided to go home because I just wanted to decompress. And I, when I go home, I, I know my mom's going to have, you know, dinner for me. Like there's just things that I really wanted someone else to take care of me. And so he's calling me and he's like, let's go get together between this time and this time. And what about this? And I'm like, well, just call me and we make it. I am, I'm not a planner. And if, if people that have been on my podcast have heard this, I don't plan anything. I am more of the type of person, very spontaneous. I'm last minute. And then we'll go. But like for me to sit there and plan and figure it out, I got to figure out the traffic. That's just a lot. And I said, let's just have a conversation. And he was like, Vanessa, just, just make it, just make a plan. And to me, I was like, that started to stress me out more. And to, I was there to relax. So like, I, I also was, at a, it wasn't in a place to like, maybe there was a specific, a conversation or something was to come up. I don't know. Like I wasn't emotionally present there. Cause I wanted, I came down to take care of me, but again, I'm not going to tell I'm not gonna tell them that. So um, I go back and I said, let's let's meet at Thanksgiving week. He agreed. No, but no issue. Well, I get a random message saying that, hey, you know, um, somebody needs some money, blah, 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 blah. Can you donate $10, $5, $20? And I, and I'm like, remember when I said I was going through stuff, like I'm just not in a place right now to be giving, <laughs> giving up money. There's a lot of things happening behind the scenes at my school that, you know, I, I need to make sure that what we're doing is our next move and as we're expanding and things like that. So I said, I'm sorry, but I can't wait to see you, whatever. Um, well, I come down and I'm completely blocked on everything, which I'm just going, what? Like, like how, how, what is happening again? I'm like, in 21 years, no one's grown up. Like, really, we're just going to be, like, blocking people off social media. We're going to be blocking people off everything. Like, I don't understand that. You know, to me, like, if we're going to be, like, what's, what is the point? Like, really? Um, and, you know, this is a point, too. I'm like, okay, it's been, like, how many years and we're still doing this? So, and then I, I was like, really? I was hurt. I'm like, I don't understand what happened. Just because I didn't give them what they wanted or I didn't, you know, I, all of a sudden, like, I get a call 12 hours before I go to L.A. that I'm supposed to, like, change my plans and just drop everything and, and just go. No, it doesn't work that way. Especially when I'm like, I, I just needed some time to decompress. So, and then I started thinking about, okay, what is going on with me? And why is this like really bothering me? And, you know, there is a part of me that, you know, I have this, his, this history of my childhood that I've never talked about. Like I, again, like I'm getting nervous even talking about it, but this thing is that kind of hangs over me that follows me around a little bit that I just don't want it to follow me around anymore. And it really hit me that, 
in 20, I want to say 22 years, I've been waiting for a relationship with my siblings. I've been waiting for a relationship with just certain people in my family that I thought, you know, within time, like time will heal and we can like move on and grow from everything. And I'm, I just hit me that that's not going to happen. This is just not what it, this is just not what it is. You know, the amount of people that are talking behind my back, the amount of things that they say about me, I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and I, I've, I've come to learn, I've come to learn that, you know, that's them not taking any responsibility for this relationship at all. And it's like, I would love to have a conversation and I would love to heal from whatever happened in the past, which I will go into detail in a minute as I'm like getting the nerve to do so. But to me, I just realized that I was holding on to something that was never going to happen. And then why am I protecting family members when they've never protected me? And why is it that I am, you know, you know, I don't have resentment. I don't have anger towards them, but it's just more of this pain of like, wow, like I have these amazing childhood memories with them and they're not there. And, and, and I'm going to be honest, the majority of my family is not there. With, and there's a lot of things that say that I do or not. But what happened was, you know, when I was a child, there was a family member in my family, there was a family member, a close, you know, close family member that molested me. And this is not easy for me to say. So, um, and that alone, um, changed how, you know, I was behaving as a child. And that this is one reason why I do what I do. And I'm helping children because there are signs of sexual abuse. There are signs of, you know, a child that, a child that doesn't want to go to a family outing, like a family event because they're scared to be with that person or they get picked, they go home from school sick. They have these stomach aches. Nothing is ever right. And then for me, it was the biggest thing was boundaries. I had zero boundaries. Like you would see me on any guy's lap walking by as a teen, like as a teenager or whatnot. I mean, even younger and the abuse was a lot younger, but then as I got older and my teenage years, there was just a lot of very inappropriate comments to me, a lot of trying to touch, but I, that was not going to happen. There's no way. Um, and then bringing other, you know, young adolescent teens around me, hoping that like I can save them. Cause you know, I'm tall, blonde hair, blue eyes and how amazing like that would be. So, I mean, it, it runs pretty, you know, deep, um, for me. And I have done a lot of work on myself. So this is something where I feel like it's time to open. And what happened was, you know, I've kept this, you know, secret for the longest time. And then when it time, when it was time to come out, I, I went to someone in my family and oh my gosh, that was like the biggest disaster. And this is where everything just started. And I was told that I was lying. I was told that they would never do that. I was told that, you know, I dress like a whore. You know, you name it. I was called it, uh, that I have zero boundaries. Again, like I am very much that personality where I'll go talk to anybody and anything. That's just who I am. I've always been that way. Now, the moment that I remember things started to change for me a little bit is when my, my mom married my stepdad. And when that happened, I got yelled at every single day. And I don't understand why this guy was always yelling at me because he is, he had such strong boundaries and he was super conservative. And like, he was just like, I mean, you, you couldn't sit on his lap. Like he wouldn't do, he just wasn't that guy. Right. 
And he started to teach me, like, that's not what you do. Like, he'd have a friend come over, and then I would sit on someone's lap. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, these are things you don't do. You don't, like, be, like, going out, like, how you act. And one time I was babysitting, and the the dad, and this was down the street, you know, tried to touch my lip or something. I came home, and I told my stepdad, and he went ballistic and shut up at the house. And I don't, like, and that moment is when I actually felt safe for the first time, is when my stepdad came into my life. But my stepdad, I feel like, has shaped my personality. He shaped who I am. He has shaped so much of me without even realizing it. Um, and when I just when I came out to my my stepdad and my mom, my dad just I mean I just saw his face. He's like I knew something. I didn't know what. He's like, but you but your your behavior was so so. I don't say erratic, but it was just so up and down and there were just no boundaries. And like, you would just go to any stranger, you would talk to anybody and you were just like free all the time, but you just had zero boundaries. And I was like, okay. And my mom just cried. And there's this level of like, they knew something, but they weren't sure. And then like, who, I mean, that's where, you know, that's where, well, that's the kicker. Like, I mean, there, there were signs beforehand, there were signs going in. And then when I came out, I was like, I'm going to have like my support from my family and I'm going to have all this. I didn't. Instead, they went behind my back and they just said, I mean, horrible things about me. I mean, I still to this day, like I'm not, my cousins are friends with them. And like my cousins, I, I have no relationship. And to me, when someone, a child comes out or it doesn't matter what age was something, you don't tell them their story didn't happen. You don't tell them that they're a liar. You don't tell them because how they behave is why it caused you that. Do you know how hurtful that was? And I, you know, when it hit me, like I've waited all these years for a relationship for this, for that side of the family and hope that we can have a conversation and hope that we can like, you know, and, and maybe I needed to be told that I know you weren't lying. And that did happen with someone in my family years later when, you know, there is a mutual connection with all of us, but that person is the person I did not want to know. I did not want that person to know because I wanted that person to have that relationship with that, with the person that hurt me. I didn't want any of my stuff to interfere with whatever's going on there. Like this to me was my own issue. And you know, so I don't know, but that's my take growing up with it. But I remember we were out one time and that family member said, you know, I believe you. I remember as a child, like certain things that were completely off. (laughs) And that moment I was like, wow, that's what I needed. I needed one person to believe me. I needed somebody in my family that doesn't look at me as like, oh, look, she was that girl that's always laughing, smiling and doing things to be like, okay, wow, I do believe that. These are things that, you know, you want to as a child, if, if you're if you're if your child is telling you something, or there's doing these nonverbal cues and other things, like take a moment and ask these questions. You know what is going on? If a child's always sick or they're peeing in their bed, these are the things you want to look at. And I feel like for me, like I, you know, I'm not angry. I have done so much work on myself to be able to go. You know what? Like I, it's not an excuse for the behavior, but it's more like. I am who I am, who I am today from what my past has brought me. I have looked at my past. I have learned from my past, but it's also made me a lot stronger person to work with children of all sorts of backgrounds coming with, coming at me, right? If it's from trauma to, you know, if you're looking at autism, if you're looking at like sensory processing, or if you're looking at some form of sexual abuse, like when you 
have had those experiences, it makes you a better person and to be able to understand where the child is coming from. And I would never tell a child it didn't happen. I would never tell a child that, you know, um, that their story isn't true. And that's where I think I was really hurt was that it hit me that I really hoped in 21 or 22 years that we would have a relationship. I never thought that that would be the last conversation I have. And then that was it. And that even when, you know, everyone gets together and I'm not invited, I don't get invited to anything, (laughs) which is fine. I've gotten used to, I've gotten used to being the one that, you know, most people don't want to be around because I'm also the one that's going to call people out. Like, I don't have time for bullshit. I've never been that person. I'm very honest. I'm straight to the point. To me, to have a filter to think about what to say next or to lie or do that, that to me is like, I don't even understand that concept. But the thing that this podcast is about is understanding that, you know, everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own, own way of being and not to diminish that. And to be able to look at a child that is having major anxiety that doesn't want to go to a holiday party or who's you're finding yourself, there's been a drastic shift in eating overnight, or they're like having these accidents or they have zero boundaries. And all of a sudden you're realizing, wait a minute, what's going on? Starting to dress a little differently. These are the things that you want to look for because it can happen by someone just close to you. And that to me is where, you know, I thought when I came out with my story that I would have a little bit more support, which was not the case. And, you know, later on down the years, I ended up marrying somebody who was emotionally, you know, emotionally abusive. And that's what I think is like, you know, that's where I had to like relook at like all these things. I remember going to my rabbi saying, you know, he's sitting here, we're talking about like kids or whatnot. And I go, I would never bring a child into this world with somebody like this. And he's like, well, why are you still with them if you're going to let someone abuse you like that? You know, it's a really interesting concept because I will stand up for a child, but why am I not standing up for myself? And this has been a pattern with my friends. I am more of the, I, I, yes, I'm a go-getter when it comes to work and everything else, but I'm more passive in my personal life because like, I don't want to make more decisions. It's a lot of work, but I end up becoming friends with people that are more controlling and dominant. And then it doesn't work out because I'm like, why am, why is this happening again? So it's like me stepping into who I am, my own boundaries and what I want and knowing that like I have a voice, but yeah, I can still be passive but with boundaries. And that's what I've been learning. And to me, like the last three months have been really difficult in the sense of what the direction of the school and where we're going that, you know, for a moment I had this hope that like, wow, they reached out, like this is gonna be great. And we can have a relationship to boom. And, and I'm sure, you know, what's funny is that, you know, I haven't talked to them in, you know, a couple people in like five years, maybe 20, the other, that they still have stories. They still think they know who I am. They still think of like whoever that person was that they put in their head is still me and still talking about me. And that to me is what's painful that we haven't moved on and we haven't been able to let go. I have let go. And the reason why for this podcast too is uh, this is healing for me. And this is my story because I also feel like there are other people out there that have come out with their story and it's been stomped on and felt less than. And then you find yourself in these abusive relationships, this pattern. You know, I always say my my 20s were about dating and having fun and then like serious relationship, serious relationship with like one, you know, 
one person after another that was not not the best for me. Thirties was all about work, and and I'm 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 opening up more because I feel like there's more balance in my life right now to where I'm able to like let things go and be who I am and understand that I do come with a story. That story doesn't define me anymore. Me waiting for a relationship, me waiting for like, oh, are they going to call my birthday? Nope, nothing. But you know, we'll all be friends on Facebook. Like it's you know, it's so it's so fake. It's ridiculous. Um. But everybody watches what I'm doing, and they all think they know me. And to that, this is my podcast. Thank you for listening.